Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you pursuing success or greatness? And is there even a difference between the two? Today's guest is a New York Times bestselling author, keynote speaker, industry-leading show host, and former pro athlete. What causes people to doubt themselves? What holds them back from the greatness? And truly, the healing power. When you marry the healing power with your dreams, you have a renewable energy that is so sustainable, you feel like you can go forever. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now, let's jump into the video. So, Lewis, man, everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to be great at, at, at being a father. Everybody wants to be great at their business. Everybody wants to be great in their careers. Um, I, I want to start off by asking you this question. What do you think is the, is the enemy from keeping us from being great and, and experiencing greatness within any aspect of our lives? I think it's two things. I think we, number one is we, we think greatness is success and success is completely different than greatness. Mm. And, and for a long time, I was driven to achieve success and I wanted to be successful. That's what I was working hard to do. That's why I show up early and would, would be consistent in my efforts and accomplishing my goals and dreams. And for whatever reason, when I would accomplish success, I would never feel satisfied or fulfilled. Mm. And it wasn't until 10 years ago that I realized I had it all wrong about success and greatness. And success mm. is really, at the end of the day, selfish. It's about me accomplishing, me looking good, me winning, me being right, me having a platform so that I can feel good about me. And that only takes us so far. It, it allows us to be driven. It allows us to be focused on a goal. It allows us to take action. And there are some tangible results that we can create with success. Wow. But every time I accomplished success, I never felt fulfilled. I felt wow. excited for a moment, and then I would almost get angry within minutes after accomplishing big goals and dreams that I had for myself. And it wasn't until 10 years ago when I started a new journey, a journey of kind of rediscovering who I truly am, what my authentic, authentic self really desires. Mm. And it desires to love and accept myself for who I am, no matter what success. And it desires me to empower and lift up and inspire others along my journey. So success is more selfish endeavors. Greatness is about pursuing your goals and dreams in the service of others. Wow. And when we incorporate service, impact, generosity, love, compassion, kindness, these other attributes towards our goals, towards our dreams, towards our mission, 
but we empower the people around us. It doesn't have to be, you know, curing cancer or changing the world, but you're empowering your world around you, your friends, your family, your community by being a giver, mm. a giver of your love, of your heart and your generosity. That's when greatness enters you and you create it for others around you. And so for me, the enemy is chasing just success for yourself and not focusing on pursuing your dreams in the service of others. That's one stage of the enemy to greatness. One stage. And, and you know, that's so funny is <clears throat> when you break that down, I think a lot of people, the majority of people, we chase success mm -hmm. rather than focusing on greatness. And, and if with someone watching us right now, if they're saying, you know what, that's me, how do we shift? You know, how do we go from shifting from success to we're gonna focus on greatness? And, and also when you're answering that question too, Lewis, I wanna, I wanna ask this real question. So should we not be aiming for success at all? Or is that just a natural byproduct of pursuing mm -hmm. your greatness? Success, success also happens within greatness, but I feel like in order to transition from success to greatness, we must be thinking about others. We must be thinking about lifting others up in the journey, impacting mm -hmm. others with our work, our message, our creativity, whatever it might be, in the service, impact, or upliftment of others around us. That doesn't mean to be we have to be working on a project that's public-facing and reach a lot of people. It just means how we show up our energy, our attitude, our effort gets to be empowering to the people around us. I don't care if you see two people every day, you see 2,000 people every day. I don't care if you see strangers or just your friends and family, but the people around you feel empowered while you're living your life. They feel supported, celebrated, seen, and acknowledged. You have a generous heart. That could be as simple as I just smile at people when I see them. and. Mm. I uplift them that way. It doesn't have to be giving of all your time and all your money to empower people. It just means your heart is open, you're generous with your energy towards the people around you and you want others to win with you. You see the world as a big collaboration, not a competition. Mm. You see other people winning in whatever they wanna win and, and stepping into their greatness and whatever that is for them in that process of your success. I just think, I, I, I believe go after all the, the goals, the dreams, the success you want. But if we frame it this way of, I want to be successful and I want others to be successful around me, that is greatness. <laughs> you know, that, that is so funny. We, we, people argue about, uh, you know, LeBron James being the great. He just scored past the uh, number one and um, score in the, in, in the history of the NBA. Michael Jordan is number one. And I was like, man, you know what? I look at Kareem, myself. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was number one. Yeah, yeah. Kareem, Kareem was number one, right? Yep. Jordan yep. was what, number three or four? Yeah. Four. Still number four. Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But people say, who's the greatest of all time? And I'm mm -hmm. like, for me, I'm like, well, when, and it's so funny, you're talking about greatness and helping others win. And I'm like, well, Michael Jordan helped more people mm -hmm. be great than anyone else currently, in my personal opinion. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, yep. when I hear you say greatness is about serving and helping others, it's like, wow, the reason why I think he is so successful is not just because he was amazing on the court, but he helped other people be amazing as well. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there, there's levels to the greatness. And I think, um, Fulfillment plays into a big part for me of greatness. If we are accomplishing all the championships in the world, but we still don't feel fulfilled, 
or mm. we still don't we still don't accept and love ourselves for who we are and everything we've been through and there's something missing inside of us i feel like we're still on the journey to pursuing the greatness at different yeah. levels yeah. um what you know i'm a big believer that self-doubt is the killer of all dreams i think mm. when we doubt ourselves we don't act mm. at our highest level we don't act we don't move forward with our highest power and authority in life. And and sometimes we don't act at all when we doubt ourselves. I don't know how many people you know, Anthony, where they come to you and they ask you questions about like, how did you write this book? And how did you launch this show? And how are you doing this? And they and you ask them, how long have you been thinking about writing your book? And they say, seven years, 10 years. And the thing that's holding them back is one of three fears. It mm. causes them to doubt themselves. So there's three main causes of self-doubt. Okay. And again, this is the core of what holds people back from writing their book, from launching their show, from, from doing whatever it is that they want to do, from asking the girl out. It's because they doubt themselves. And mm. so if we can understand what is causing us to doubt ourselves and get to the root of it and start to mend these memories that cause us to doubt, then we can start to act more courageously and overcome these different fears and insecurities that have come our way. So the first fear that holds us back is the fear of failure. When I speak in front of large audiences, I'll ask people, raise your hand if you've ever been afraid to fail. And it's the reason that it holds you back from launching the thing you wanna do or starting the project or whatever it might be. Hey fam, quick question and we'll get right back to the show. Are you tired of worrying about your money? Are you tired of hidden fees and long waiting times for your paycheck? Look no further. You see, with my friends at Chime, the number one most loved online banking app, you can say goodbye to all that and say hello to stress-free finances. You know, with Chime, you get paid up to two days early. That means no more waiting around for your paycheck, no more worrying about unexpected fees like some of these other banks, and no more credit checks or large security deposits. Chime is all about providing you with the financial freedom we all deserve. Don't take my word for it. I want you to try Chime out today and see for yourself why it's so loved by many of our friends. Visit Anthony anthonyoneal.com forward slash chime or click the link in today's show notes to get started and take control of your finances speaking of your finances let's get back to today's show that's helping you peace out getting out of the relationship that you know is not right for you asking someone out entering a new stage of life whatever it is yeah. most of the room let's say 75 85 80 percent of the room raises their hand that the fear of failure holds them back. Mm. As, a, as an athlete growing up, growing up, Anthony, I, I learned from my coaches that this was the natural path to get successful. You gotta fail your way to success. You're not gonna sh make every shot. Jordan doesn't make every shot. LeBron, they fail. And it's feedback, it's information on how to adjust to get you closer to the goal. So I, I didn't like to fail, but it didn't hold me back from acting, from showing up, from putting in the reps, the time, the energy, like giving it a shot. I would still shoot the ball. It wasn't like I'm afraid to fail and I can't shoot because I'd learned this principle in sports. But for a lot of people, the fear of failure is what holds them back and it causes them to doubt themselves. The fear of success is the second thing that holds people back. <clears throat> and, and when I would, <clears throat> excuse me, and when, when I would go to these, um, you know, these, these rooms and ask people, raise your hand if you've ever been afraid of success, almost equal amount of people would raise their hand. And I was kind of, this kind of shocked me when I started doing this about eight to 10 years ago, asking these questions. 
And I was like, but you're all here because you want to be more successful. You're at this event or conference or whatever it is because you want success, but you're afraid of it. Why would success come to you if you're afraid of it? Why would anything enter you, come into your space if you're afraid of it and you're essentially rejecting it or self-sabotaging success? So it's gonna be hard to break through that if you're afraid of that thing. And I didn't understand it because growing up, that's all I wanted. I wanted to be successful and I was like, give it to me, give me the platform, give me the pressure, give me the success, I want this. Now I wanted it from more of a selfish place based on a wound, based on an insecurity because I didn't feel something and I'll get to what that something is. But a lot of people have this pressure and I, and I started to ask questions, why are you afraid of success? What is it about success that is a, a fear for you? And a lot of, it made a lot of sense over time. As I started to build my platform, as I started to make more money, as I started to get recognition in the business world, old people from the past came out and said, hey, Lewis, can you give me some money? Hey, Lewis, can you help me here? Hey, Lewis, can you give me this? Can you give me a job? Whatever it might be. People start coming out of the woodwork and asking, and you don't know, do they really like me or are they just asking because now I have this thing? Mm -hmm. Another thing is the whole crabs in a bucket uh, story or analogy that when one crab tries to, if crabs in a bucket, you know, there's a bunch of crabs. If one crab tries to get out of the bucket and get out of the, the environment, the, the comfort zone of the bucket, the bottom of the bucket, and they try to crawl out of the bucket, the other crabs will actually pull the crab down from leaving the environment to the point where they'll break the legs of the crab trying to leave the bucket. And sometimes when we are so used to an environment, whether it be a friend circle, a family circle, uh, in the small town we grew up in, if someone says, you know what, I kind of have this dream. I want to go like try this thing. I want to go to a bigger city. I want to go off to a university. I want to go try this like thing that I want to do. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes people try to pull that person back down. Come back here. It's safe. It's a, it's a safer environment. Why do you want to go do that? Are you better than us? Mm. You think you're better than us? You know, there's this sometimes conflict of leaving the tribe, of going beyond what most people are doing in your current tribe. Not all the time. I was lucky I had some great parents and family that were like, go chase your dreams. But I realized that not everyone had that. Uh, and there's an, also an amazing documentary called The Weight of Gold, which is fascinating. It's about Olympic gold medalists um, who prepare their whole lives for one moment for one Olympics to have the chance of being an Olympic gold medalist. And it follows a lot of these different stories of gold medalists who within a year, year and a half, six months, commit suicide, overdose, go through extreme mental health challenges and problems. And a lot of it was based on the pressure of the success, the weight now that this person has to carry. Um, and it started to make sense. They don't, they don't teach us growing up how to manage the pressure of success. They tell us, go get the success, make your money, go get your whatever you want. But now how do you handle all the criticism, all the judgment, all the people trying to pull you down, all the negative energy that people don't like about you or want to judge about you? They don't teach us how to uh, just brush it off and be at peace about it. That's, that's a hard thing to learn, especially if you get success pretty quickly and you haven't been preparing for it. So I started to understand, okay, it makes sense. And that's why you see a lot of kind of child stars struggle or young athletes struggle because they haven't fully 
become adults yet to learn about life in certain ways. Yeah. And so again, learning, and this is why you see the stats. You know the stats about lottery winners. Uh, you know, a lot of them go bankrupt or broke within the first year or, or yep. commit suicide or get killed. There's this pressure, this weight, and if you're not prepared for it, it could cripple you. Yeah. But for me, I wanted the pressure. I was excited about it. I was like, give it to me. Yeah. Um, now, the third fear that holds people back from stepping into their greatness and acting into their greatness is the fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. And this causes us to doubt ourselves. So, so these are all things that cause us to doubt who we are and what we bring to our world. And for me, this was my fear. This was my kryptonite. This was the thing that caused me to have insecurities. It caused me to over people please for many years. That caused me to second guess myself because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to belong. I wanted the people to like me. I wanted them to say nice things about me. Um, and so that anytime someone would criticize me in person or online as I started to build my platform and business, it was almost as if I had to defend myself at every negative review, every nasty tweet, whatever it might be. It's almost like I had to defend myself at all costs. And this is an exhausting energy, feeling insecure about the opinions of other people. It's exhausting. And it pulls you away from your focus, from your mission, from your intention, from your <clears throat> authentic gift, your authentic way of being and acting in the world when that occurs. And so for me, that was my thing. Fear of failure and success didn't hold me back. I was driven, but then it still never felt enough because I was worried about the opinions of others. Now at the root, the center, if you made a diagram of all three of these things and they all intersected, there's a, a root pain, a root cause that allows us to dive into one of these three fears. In the book, I talk about how you can identify which one is, is primary for you. Some of us have a fear of all three. <clears throat> but for me, there's a root, the center to it. And at the center of all these fears is I am not enough. I am not intelligent enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not old enough. I'm, and what, I'm not a, what, a whatever enough. I'm mm. not worthy enough of this success. I'm not worthy enough of this love. And again, that is based on some type of belief based on many memories that we have. And in order to get beyond this, we cannot push beyond it without mending the memories and creating new meaning. If we just push beyond it, we'll create more success and results and still feel angry, upset, resentful, and not worthy enough inside. So the goal is to get to a place of I am enoughness. It doesn't mean I'm complacent and gonna be lazy, but it means I'm gonna get to a place where I can go into the, the oldest moment and memory of my past to today, and I can create peace with my past. I can create peace with the things I'm most ashamed of, the most insecure of, the things that I did that I wasn't proud of to other people, to myself, the things I said to people. Everything that I'm ashamed of, I can go to a place of full ownership and responsibility, full forgiveness, and full acceptance. It doesn't mean I have to like it. It doesn't mean I want to wish it on other people. But we must go to the pain that causes us to believe I am not enough. For me, it took me a long time. 
it took me a long time to face it and address it because there was a lot of different pains for me, a lot of shames. And it was a journey. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I can do this in one moment and I'm good. It was a journey of calming my nervous system under uh, situations that used to trigger me. Because when we react in life, as you know, when we react so quickly to something, someone says something to us and we snap. Someone cuts us off on the road and we snap. Um, someone says something online and we react. When that happens so quickly, I'm not talking about if there's a real threat, but when there's something that causes us to be triggered and someone pushes a button inside of us, it means there is an open wound that's still sensitive. Ah, boom, okay, there's a wound, there's a cut, there's a something that has not mended and healed yet. That's why when you poke it, you react and you get angry. Whatever is inside of us will come out of us in those situations. I love this analogy that uh, Wayne Dyer talked about before he passed. He said, when you squeeze an orange, what comes out of an orange? It's orange juice. When you apply pressure to a human and you squeeze a human, what comes out of a human being? Whatever is inside of that human comes out. Ooh. So if we have anger inside of us from past pains, anger comes out in those situations. If we have love and compassion, love and compassion comes out of us. And so we need to evaluate. And you might think to myself, I'm a loving and compassionate guy. This is what I thought most of my life. But when I was triggered, I was reactive. And that's not what came out of me. Yeah. And I was just like, don't try to change me. Who cares? You know, this is who I am. Accept me. Yeah. But that caused me and others pain. And so, again, we got to get to the root of understanding which one of these fears causes you to hold back your greatness in the world and start mending the memories of the past with new meaning. You know, you've heard me talk about, I talk about publicly in, in the past how I was sexually abused as a kid. It's one of my first memories. Mm -hmm. And it created a meaning inside of me and a reinforced thought most of my childhood based on other things where I felt abused. The sexual abuse only occurred once, but every day the memory in my mind happened every time. It's almost as if everyone in life was doing something to take advantage of me, so I had to defend and protect myself. And that only gets you so far, and it, and it can get you so far, but it's not gonna have you create that fulfillment and peace inside. And I'm a true believer that you can't have greatness without peace and love for yourself internally. It doesn't matter all the success and accomplishments internally. If we don't feel a sense of inner peace, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of gratitude for self, and acceptance of who we are in the world. Not saying we get to be complacent or lazy, but acceptance and love for who we are. I feel like what's the point of all the success if you don't feel, also feel the peace inside? And so it, this, is, this is a big part of it for me. And I learned the hard way for 30-something years over and over again, repeating the same pattern, making the same mistakes of being successful in sports, successful in business and not feeling peace inside and, and hurting myself because there were still wounds that I was unwilling to face. The more painful the wound, the harder it is to face and the more pain you have to go through and experience until you finally wake up. And I know this is probably the longest answer, but I feel like this, I'm trying to bring it all together for nah. people to understand the concept that no matter how successful you become, uh, unless you feel peace yeah. of who you are, and everything you've done and everything you haven't done and you have learned to love and accept yourself 
um, it's just not going to be as rewarding without that. According to recent stats, only about half of African-Americans have some form of estate planning put into place. This includes important documents like your wills, your trust, and your power of attorneys. Additionally, only about 60% of all people have life insurance coverage. But why is it so important for not just black people, but all of us to have these things put into place? You see, life insurance can provide financial protection for your loved ones in the event of your unexpected death. It can help cover funeral and burial expenses, uh, pay off debts, and even your mortgages. But here's what I really want you to consider. It can provide income for your loved ones to build wealth with. You see, estate planning, on the other hand, can help ensure that your assets are distributed according to your wishes after your death and that your loved ones are taken care of. If you truly love, and I mean this, if you truly, truly love your loved ones, don't leave their financial security at chance. I want you to get life insurance today. You can get a free quote with my friends over at ethos by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance or by clicking the link in today's show notes protect your family's future and give yourself peace of mind don't be in heaven and you're full of joy and your family is here on earth struggling and stressed get life insurance today with my friends over at ethos hey now let's get back to today's show i know it's a good one nah man that, that wasn't a long answer at all i mean because i think for me you said what a lot of us needed to hear. And, and to this day, one of the self-doubts that I battle, like you said, it's not failure and it's not success. I, I battle judgment. Yes. You know, I'm oftentimes compared to um, where I've come from, you know, uh, you know, where I came from. Like, hey, man, you know, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I, I'm oftentimes compared to different cultures and societies. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm always trying to please everybody. Oh, man, it's exhausting, right? And it's so exhausting. Like I've lost sleep. I've cried. I I've, I've like man, man. And I've even asked myself. I remember, last year, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, "Am I good enough?" Mm, interesting. Like, am I? Like, can I do this? Like, in the middle of experiencing some level of accomplishments, mm -hmm. in the middle of experiencing some level of success, but because I'm hearing different opinions. And I, and I don't have that peace internally. Well, mm -hmm. I didn't have the peace internally. Literally, man, I, I remember talking to my life coach and my uh, therapist, and I, we immediately started working on that last year. Wow. Because I, I really started having self-doubt rather than saying, you know what, you are good enough. You know what, mm -hmm. rather than apologizing to myself for some of the stupid decisions <clears throat> I did in the past. Um, and even going back and apologizing to other people so I can release that from my yes. heart and from myself. And so I can experience that greatness that you're talking about. And it's like, you know, I, I just want to commend you, man. I, I told you this offline before. I said one of the, the um, I hate the word influencers, but one of the, the impactful people who I follow is you. You know, I just mm -hmm. love how you focus on greatness. You focus on serving and helping others and helping others' messages get out there. And I believe we all want to become great, but it starts with our mindset. Yes. And you wrote a book called The Greatness Mindset, um, unlocking the power of your mind and live your best life today. Um, and I had the opportunity to read through it. I haven't read through all of it, man, because this this book is thick. <laughs> and I love it because I'm like, man, it's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And literally within like the first 
Uh, what, what page am I on? I'm on page 40, 48 um, of the pre-copy uh, of the version, man, and mm-hmm. I literally have it all marked up because I'm taking my time because I, I, I want to continue growing this mind of mine. But in my research, Lewis, while I was getting prepared for this interview, on Amazon, hold on, let me go back to my notes. I want to say this correctly. On Amazon, there are over 20,000 books written around mindset and success. And so with you being the number one podcaster in the world. I mean, over 2 million um, on YouTube. Uh, I don't know how many you're getting on podcasts now. I know I know you're above a million, but you're one of the greatest in this space. What did you see missing um, in this, in the mindset and success category mm-hmm. that this book is going to fill that void? I think a lot, I mean, for most, what I have studied over the last 10 years, of all these great minds and leaders from all walks of life and, and professions, um, was a lot of it was about like discipline and a mm. growth mi- and a growth mindset. It was like be disciplined if you want to achieve greatness and have a good mindset. Like just work hard, hustle, be disciplined, and have a growth mindset. And that was those were all great things. I think those are all accurate, and I subscribe to these things. Uh, but there was something missing for me and because I was doing a lot of these things. I was working on myself. I was growing. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing people. I'm going to workshops. I'm trying. To, so I'm in a growth mindset. Um, I'm disciplined. I'm working hard. Like I'm doing the things that I hear other people tell you to do about being successful and striving for greatness. But there was something missing. And that was the healing factor. That wow. was the healing, the healing component that people don't talk about, you know, to be great, they never say in the seven steps to be great or be successful, heal. They never say that. I, I, I haven't seen that. It's, it's more of like, get coaches and mentors. Yes, something I am, uh, am talking about as well and I believe in. Uh, get a goal, yes. Get a game plan, yes. Be disciplined, yes. Uh, you know, go beyond what you think you're capable of. Okay, yes. Okay, okay, I'm doing that. But why do I still not feel good? It's because <laughs> I haven't mended and healed the memories of my past. I haven't created new meaning around why all these things happened, why I went through all these different things, and why I felt the way I felt as a kid. I didn't mend those memories. And so, therefore, I'm doing all the things that everyone says, but I still don't feel good about myself. I still don't feel like I love myself no matter how much success and greatness I have. I still don't feel enough. So what is the point of all this and how much farther do I need to go in order to feel enough? Mm. Why not focus on feeling enough and Mm. knowing I still am a work in progress and I want to generate and give more to the world? I'm never going to be a finished product. But I accept and I'm enough with where I'm at and I'm still in process. That was the big shift for me. So this is the book that I wish I could have read 10 years ago. I was like, I wish this was available when I was 16 struggling, when I was 21 in transition, when I was 30 and I was in breakdown from a relationship and business and health stuff. And I was just, what is, what is missing inside of me? that needs to feel the thing I need to feel. Why am, is it not working? I've accomplished these goals. I've been successful. I, I transitioned from sports to business. I, I've made the seven figures. Okay, why am I still not feeling the things I truly wanna feel? Why do I not feel joy, happiness, and love in my heart? Maybe there's moments of this, but why do I not feel it consistently? And that has been a 10-year journey mm. of interviewing the world's greatest athletes, 
celebrities, billionaires, scientists, doctors, neuroscientists, therapists, and understanding what this is, what causes people to doubt themselves, what holds them back from the greatness, and truly the healing power, and how when you marriage, when you marry the healing power with your dreams, you have a renewable energy that is so sustainable, you feel like you can go forever. You feel like you have this, this pure, clean energy in your heart and in your soul. You have clarity about your mission and your meaningful mission, which is one of the first things I talk about that in your path to greatness, you've got to get clear. I'm a big believer in getting clear in one sentence what your mission is. Mm -hmm. If we are not clear on our mission and we do not have sustainable, renewable, clean, pure energy pouring from our soul and pouring from our heart to take on the adversities and the challenges of the world in the pursuit of our mission, then we're always going to be struggling and frustrated and feeling like, ah, I'm never catching a break. And why are these things always happening to me? So we've got to cleanse the soul and cleanse our heart in whatever process, method, philosophy, or strategy that works for you. I felt like in the last 10 years, I've done so many of these different healing modalities because I wanted to see what worked. And a lot of them worked. And, and I don't do just one thing. I've done meditation retreats. I've done scientific meditation studies. I've done different therapies. I've done Wim Hof training and ice training and breathing training in Poland. Uh, I've done different emotional intelligence and leadership workshops, workshops where you really dive into the past and release things in certain ways. I have an emotional coach that I meet with every two weeks. I do lots of different things and I've done lots of different things to process, release, and heal the memories of the past that caused me to believe I am not enough. Mm. And once I was able to break through that, and it's not, a de it's not like a one-time event, it's a journey of constantly improving and reminding yourself to release 20, 30, 40 years of conditioning. It's a journey of healing your nervous system so that when you feel someone is attacking you or judging you from the outside, you're able to breathe through it as opposed to react through it from a wound. You're not defensive. That takes time. It takes practice. It takes applying the lessons you learn and creating wisdom the next time it happens because it will continue to happen in the world. And so all of this is a process. And I, I created the book that I wish I could have read 10 years ago, that I wish I could have read two years ago, that could simplify why I was so confused, why I was not clear, why I was not feeling the things I wanted to feel, and the exact process practically and scientifically based on research of all these interviews I've done on how to apply this for myself. Everything I do stems from a problem I'm trying to overcome for myself. And then it just so happens to be, oh, there's a lot of people that feel a similar pain that want to overcome it as well. So I wanted to simplify the complicated. I want to give a clear game plan for people on how to execute getting to the next stage in their life. If they feel mm -hmm. stuck, if they feel broken, if they feel in a breakdown, if they feel stagnant, if they feel unclear. Like if you don't have a one sentence clarity of the direction you're going, that is also including other people in your life, then you're just never going to feel as fulfilled. You might have moments of fun and excitement and all these different things, but at the end of the day, you may not feel fulfilled. And so that's why this is a whole journey throughout this book of 10 years of lessons, my own personal mistakes, and growth in the process. I want to go back to, to healing, man, because it's like you, you, you're speaking on something that I think a lot of people don't really 
understand the value of healing. And to someone watching right now, they're saying, okay, cool, I need to heal, but Lewis, A.O., what you, Lewis named so many different things that he did. <laughs> you know, uh, what are just, what would you say to someone watching right now? Okay, hey, listen, yep. you're saying they need to heal. What are the first two, two or three things they should try, they should look into to start that process in a healthy way? Well, first off, most people don't want to acknowledge they need to heal because I was that person for my whole life. And I was just like, no, I don't need to heal anything. I got everything figured out. I'm successful. I'm making money. I'm accomplishing my goals. I'm a leader. What do you mean? I don't need to heal anything. Stop talking to me about healing. Stop talking to me about this. And so I have a lot of empathy and compassion and understanding if someone doesn't think that's part of their journey because I was so guarded and defensive to think that something was wrong with me. And this is not about right or wrong, good or bad. This is about what is holding you back? What is making you less effective than the person you want to become? And again, it's not you have to do something you need to, or it's not a judgment. It's a, what is the thing that causes you to feel anger, stress, resentment, uh, or a lack of forgiveness in your life? If you have those feelings, let's address it. I call it healing, you can call it reconciliation, you can call it letting go, you can call it whatever you want to. Uh, but for me, the, the first step would be, uh, for me, is creating a fear list. Mm. Um, and if you, I try to make the, the, I try to make it more mainstream and accessible personally, because I would have never have listened to heal, you know, when I was a teenager or twenties, I'd have been like, no, just tell me what to do to make money. You know, it's like, just tell me what to do to like be more successful and build a big platform. And this is what I would say to myself, like create a list of your biggest fears and write them down. Whatever is causing you to not act, whatever is causing you to feel insecure when you put something out, whatever is causing you to um, doubt yourself, create a list of your fears, your fear list. And let's take a look at those first and let's reflect why are these things fears? You know, the goal is to not have, is to not, not be fearful, but is to have the courage to act in spite of these fears or in the face of these fears. And at different seasons of life, we're going to face different new obstacles. And there's gonna be things that are make us feel nervous or a little bit you know, fearful, but it's when we lack the courage and the tools and the ability to act in the face of those fears, that holds us back. So we need to address why is this holding me back? And if I was going to be the highest version of myself, <clears throat> if I, could look in the mirror and I could see, you know, a person on the other side of the mirror who is actually the highest version of me, the person who loves himself, who has compassion for himself, who loves the world and is fearless in the face of adversity. What would I need to do to become that? How would I need to unlock that? And I think it just starts with a reflection period. So creating a list of your fears and then reflecting, why does this make me feel afraid? How is this showing up in my past where it confirms that I am afraid of this thing? What would it look like to overcome this fear? What would it look like to not have this fear anymore? And what would I need to do action-wise so that this would not be a thing that holds me back? And a lot of it is going all in on your fears. It's, mm. it's identifying them. And for me, public speaking was a big one when I started this list. Um, I was afraid to speak in public. I could not speak in front of three to five people without stuttering or 
or not wanting to speak. I just didn't want to do it. I was so afraid of the opinion. Again, judgment was my fear. It held me back. And I said, okay, I've got to face this fear because I realize if I truly want to step into my greatness, this fear is an obstacle in my path. The inability to communicate effectively, to express my vision, to rally the troops in whatever I'm doing, whether it's a career or a business or as a coach or whatever it is, I need to be able to effectively communicate my vision of where we are going or my ideas or my thoughts. And if I can't, I won't be successful or effective in life. With, as a parent, I need to be able to effectively communicate to kids all these things to get people in alignment of where we're heading. And I realized I could not do that. This was the biggest fear. And so I found step one, a mentor, a coach that had already overcome this. And I think doing everything that you're afraid of on your own is extremely challenging and will just take longer. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but I think it's wise to find a coach or a mentor who's already done the thing you're trying to overcome. And I found a guy who coached uh, or who spoke all over the world. And I had a meeting with him and I said, I'm terrified. Any thoughts? And he said, you got to join Toastmasters. You got to go every week until you are complete with this fear. It could take, maybe it's three months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's years. But if I were you, I would go every week until you're complete. Toastmasters is a, a public speaking association where you have a, you know opportunities to speak in front of people and practice. I did that. And you did so it too, I totally yeah. Get it. yeah. It was powerful. And so I went every, I just like, at the time I was like, I'll do whatever anyone tells me if they've already accomplished this thing. So I went every week for a year and had a speaking coach and practiced it. And it was horrible. The first six months I was miserable. It was humiliating. I was embarrassing. I was, I was so uncomfortable. But by the end of the year, I showed up consistently for my fear and insecurity by going all in on the fears until the fears disappeared. Mm. By the end, I felt so much more confidence. And I started making money speaking, actually, which I never thought would happen. And now I get paid a, a lot of money to speak for 60 minutes, which I would have never thought would have been possible 15 years ago when I started this journey. That was not even in my sight. So the thing that made me feel the most powerless became a superpower because I decided to go all in on that fear until the fear disappeared. And I think that is step one, is creating a fear list. And so you can look at these things and truly be honest because, you know, as a big tough guy, when things are going right, you don't think you have any fears. You're like, oh, I'm good. But then if you really think about it and people ask you to do things, you're like, nah, I don't wanna do that. What's underneath that? What is holding you back? And so creating that fear list and realizing that when you can reflect on it and get a support or a coach or a guide or a mentor in overcoming that fear, it gives you more confidence. When you overcome one of your biggest insecurities, you feel like a superhuman being. You feel like, oh, bring it on. I can take on anything now. Your confidence goes through the roof and your humility also increases because you know how much pain and suffering you had, you had to go through to get here. So you appreciate it, you have humility, you have more compassion, hopefully. And I think that gives you a, a, another edge, another advantage. And if you got 10 things on your fear list and you start knocking them off one by one and diving into them and overcoming them, you are going to have so much more poise, confidence, and grace in your life that you feel like you can take on anything. So that's step one, I would say. The next thing would be if there's truly a... Uh, you know, a healing journey that you want to go on, you have to face these things. And, and a lot of stuff comes up. 
I'm a big believer in having some type of an emotional coach. You can call it therapist. Mm. I like calling it emotional coach. And this is someone that can guide you through your emotions and your thoughts and help you mend and process and create new meaning from the past. Again, everything is, life is a meaning game. It's the meaning we give events, the meaning we give our parents saying certain things or not saying certain things to us, the meaning we give from someone breaking up with, the meaning that we give from someone sexually abusing me, the meaning we give to these things, that's what this game is all about. Obviously, one of the most famous books around this, Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about the power of healing the past and craving and giving new meaning to what happened. It doesn't mean it was it couldn't it would have been it was a horrible thing that didn't happen. It still means all these things were bad, sad, horrible, or you didn't like them, or they were, you know, really unfortunate events. They can still be true. And you can still create new meaning of how you're going to use that event for your future. We talked about this before with um, the guy who inspired me to get into public speaking and go to Toastmasters. I was afraid of Toastmasters because um, I would get laughed at when I would speak in front of my classmates in school. And so that was the meaning I gave to it. When I stand up and speak, I'm going to get laughed at, made fun of, picked on. So I don't want to stand up and speak if I'm going to get laughed at. And I don't have anything interesting to say. I gave it meaning. As I overcame that, I realized that my uh, guide, my coach, my inspiration, he also had to overcome that in his past. And then he did it for me. He taught me how to overcome it. And he realized, now I can teach others how to overcome this fear of speaking. The thing that was my pain is now a passion. And when we're figuring out our mission, our stage of life, the thing we're supposed to do, the thing we feel called to do, uh, there are three P's. I'm just kind of going into the next thing for you, so hopefully yeah. this is okay. There's, <laughs> we rolling you know, that. I'm I, taking I, notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I truly believe if we want to, if we want to heal and mend as well, we've got to get clear on our meaningful mission. So this is yeah. not about this is not about what do I want for me to be successful goals. This is what is my meaningful mission, which I don't think you can have greatness without getting clarity on a meaningful mission. So yeah. this includes how I'm going to show up with other people, how I'm going to empower other people. For me, my meaningful mission is to serve and impact 100 million lives weekly to help them improve the quality of their life, period. That's the mission I'm on at this season and stage of my life. It's clear. It's including others. Uh, I know where I'm heading. And now the mechanism and process may shift and evolve and change based on uh, what I'm interested in, but I'm making decisions and actions on a daily basis. I'm scheduling my calendar on a daily basis to serve that mission to the best of my abilities, to track that mission, and to be inspired by that mission. So that's, that's part of it. But a lot of people aren't even sure. If you ask them in one sentence, what's your mission in life? Most people have no clue what it is. Well, I want to make more money. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they're not clear of exactly what it is that also empowers others. And in order to discover this, because it's a journey, when I was on my sister's couch, my mission was to make enough money to get off the couch. I couldn't think beyond survival and taking care of myself. Yeah. Then there was a new season and a new season and a new season. So you got to understand what season you're at. Yeah, And you might be in a season of, I don't know what I want, and I'm just going to relax and chill and just like recover season. Every sports team has an off season 
Like Tom Brady just announced his second retirement. He yeah. had an off season. The, the, the playoffs were over. He had some time to reflect. And this is now figuring out what he wants to do next. And that's cool, too. Just know what season you're in. Now, for me, if you're still trying to figure this out, though, and you're ready to discover what your path is, what the mission is, there's three P's that you want to be thinking about. The first P is passion. The second P is um, your <clears throat> your power. And the yep. third P is the problem you want to solve. So the first P is passion. When I say passion, I say, what's your curiosity, your interests? What's the thing that you're excited about? What's the thing that you just are interested in, right? Your power is your talents and your gifts, but your passion is your curiosity. Uh, for me, I was really curious about people. I was curious about um, wanting to learn how people overcame challenges, wanting to learn how people got to where they are. I was just curious and excited to like learn. Yeah. That was my passion. The power is your talents, your gifts. You know, I was really good at asking interesting questions uh, or what I like to call dumb questions. Because when I was a kid, I used to ask a lot of dumb questions that would get made fun of. People would laugh at me in school and I'd raise my hand and ask a question because most people already knew the answer to the questions I was asking. So I felt shy and insecure around using my voice, raising my hand and asking questions because I would get picked on and made fun of. But the thing that was that made me feel powerless as a kid now is a superpower because I leaned into it. I overcame that. And I still ask these dumb questions today that I think, oh man, I don't know if anyone else is interested, interested in this, but I feel like I'm just so fascinated by this question. Let me ask it. <laughs> and people, I always get messages from people saying, you asked exactly what I was thinking next. Yes. And I was hoping you would ask. And so the thing that made me feel powerless is now a superpower because I went all in on those fears. Mm. So you want to think about your power, your talent, your gifts, the things that you could use in the world, but also the things that made you feel powerless with that fear list and go all in on them so they're a superpower. The third thing, the third P, is what is the problem you would like to solve? What is the pain you would like to help others overcome? Again, my friend who got me into public speaking and it was like the, the initial inspiration he had the same pain. And so as he became successful as a public speaker, he wanted to help others overcome that problem of learning how to do it. You, this is, you, and, and my friend Rory Vaden, I'm not sure if you know Rory, he, mm -hmm. says, he says that we are perfectly positioned to help the person we once were. Mm. And if you were someone who was struggling with public speaking and you overcame it, you're perfectly positioned to help someone else who is struggling. If you lost 100 pounds and you struggled with your weight your whole life and now you're in a, in a great place physically and emotionally, you're perfectly positioned to help someone else who is struggling right now. So we've got to figure out what problem we are looking to solve, what pain we are looking to help others overcome. And when we can marry the three Ps of our passion, our power, and the problem we're looking to solve, that's that's the exploratory phase of saying, okay, well, maybe I want to go in this direction. And your mission can evolve over time. It doesn't have to be set in stone forever. Yeah. But this will help guide you in figuring out where you want to go next. Listen, you guys. I mean, I think I talk 
Okay, three questions. That's why Lewis House is one of the greatest uh, to do uh, what what we're doing, man, because this man just has so much wisdom, so much knowledge inside of him. And I want to encourage you to get his book. His book is actually out this week. Uh, you can click the link in today's show notes. Um, again, it is The Greatest Mindset. Um, unlock the power of your mind and live your best life today, Lewis House. Can I have called... one more thing? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I know we got to wrap up here probably in a second, but I, <laughs> Drop I, I, it. That, I feel like that was the like ending. And I wanted to add one more thing because you said, what is the, what is the thing that, you know, of the 20,000 books out there about mindset and success, what yeah. are, what's missing and why, why this what book? Is, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and there is a, there is a one page, page 201. I think it's on yours as well of your book, page 201. There's a one graphic that I'm going to call out, and I'm just going to explain it to people. You're not going to be able to see it that well here, but there's a graphic on the page that um, is about the difference between a powerless mindset and the greatness mindset. Mm. I don't know if you see that. Yeah, it should be it should be two on one for yep. you too. Yeah. So the difference between a powerless mindset and a greatness mindset, and so a lot of people aren't speaking about it in this way. They might say growth mindset versus fixed mindset. They might say, you know, disciplined mindset, but the greatness mindset. Versus a powerless mindset. If you want to become, step into the greatest mindset, this is what it's going to take. Because most people are in a powerless mindset, which means they lack a meaningful mission. So if you if you are not clear in one sentence of what your meaningful mission is, you're just not as effective as you could be. And again, the mission could be, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get off my sister's couch and get an apartment. It doesn't have to be like for the rest of my life figuring it out. What is this season's meaningful mission? If you don't have that in your heart and in your mind, and you're not clearly able to communicate it to others, it just means you're probably going to be less effective with your gifts and talents in the world right now. It doesn't mean you can't have a good life and you can't be fulfilled and have fun and joyful. Just get clear on defining it. The second thing is if you're controlled by fear. So if you have any fears at all, or if you're unwilling to try something because you're afraid, that's gonna make you feel more powerless. And that's why we talk about the process of creating the fear list. If you're crippled by self-doubt, if self-doubt in one of those three fears causes you to hold back your gifts, you are more powerless in that state. And I've been all these things in my past, right? And there's things, it's a process of getting from powerless to greatness as consistently as possible. If you conceal past pains, so this is the part of mindset I don't think people talk about. When you conceal, mm. when you hide, you hide your shame, your insecurity, your your thing, the blemishes, the the warts that you don't want people to see. When you sh when you conceal a part of you, that means you are shameful. That means you don't yeah. want to be seen. That means you believe that others will not accept and love you if they truly knew this thing about you. And that is one of our mm. greatest fears. If they truly knew that I was sexually abused no one would like me or love me. If they truly knew that I used to steal as a kid, no one would love and accept me and like me today. If they truly knew all these things that I concealed about myself, then why would they accept me? And that is powerless thinking when we conceal. I'm not saying you need to reveal everything to the world, but when you are ashamed and afraid to talk about things because you haven't mended and healed that, wound, it's going to hold you back and make you feel powerless. If you are defined by the opinions of others, you are in a powerless mindset. And if you drift towards complacency, 
you are in a powerless mindset. Again, I'm not saying you're a bad human being or you're not love, lovable. You're not always think you can't have fun, but you are allowing these things to make you feel more powerless. And so mm. the the key is to create awareness around these things and figure out, okay, no longer do I want these things to be in my heart and soul or at least to hold me back. Maybe they're going to be there, but I'm going to be able to move past them and overcome them. That's taking a decision to transform and commit consistently to the greatness mindset, which includes being driven by a meaningful mission, not driven by fears, not driven by proving people wrong, not driven by looking good and being successful, but something meaningful, which includes others. It means turning your fears into confidence as opposed to allowing fears to hold you back. It means overcoming the self-doubts that have consumed you most of your life. It means healing past pains. Again, I never hear people talking about healing within the mindsets uh, side of things. It means creating a healthy identity. I used to have a really unhealthy identity about myself and criticize constantly and blame and make wrong internally. We must change our identity. We must create a healthy version of ourselves to ourselves and also takes action with a game plan. Having a clear mission, having a clear vision, overcoming self-doubt, all these things is really only part of the process. But if you're not willing to take action with a game plan to serve your mission, then you are kind of just wandering and experiencing life as a wanderer. And again, if that's your mission, cool. But just be clear on it and act on it. Hey, you know, I like how you end in there. You got to have a game plan. We over here, we say we, you got to have a strategy. And a part of this strategy is you, you got to pursue greatness, man. Yeah. And I'm just, this show today, I felt like I was in a mentorship session. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, when I watch your show, uh, and we're going we're gonna to link you guys, um, his show and our YouTube channel as well. Please get his book. But also when you get his book, watch his show. I mean, you're going to get 60 minutes of um, some of the, the best questions that he could ask other people. I mean, he sat down with the greatest, um, I believe, to ever play the game, Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. Um, he had my good friend Sarah Jakes on there. He mm-hmm. had me on there. Steven Speaks on there. Um, I mean, you just had, uh, what's her name on there? Nia Long, her beautiful self. I was like, my mm. God, how did he get her? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, y'all, he, he is literally helping us, helping the world uh, become great. And I want y'all to get his book and subscribe to his YouTube channel, download his podcast. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think one of the greatest things we can add to our strategy plan is to pursue greatness not just success. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you, bro, for what you're doing, man. Mm. And um, every time I call you, you're always shifting my mindset. We'll talk once a month. Um, we don't talk every day, every week, but when I call you, you call me, I'm like, hey, man, what, what's your strategy? What do you think on this? And you just, you got me thinking greater, greater, and you got me thinking mm. about other people, man. I want to say thank you for that. And I want my people, yo, go subscribe, go get his book. I have his book. Um, like I told you, I'm going to write around page 42, um, and I can't wait to finish reading it uh, because I, I want to I become better, and I want to become greater. And so um, how can people learn more about you, man, outside of this book mm. and outside of your YouTube channel? Where would you like people to go to dive yeah. in more into Lewis House? Yeah, yeah I'd, love to, I'd love for you guys to check out the book and get on Amazon or wherever you go and uh, send, me a, send me a message if you get it with a screenshot. Let me know. I'd love to just stay connected and, and see your journey about what you're discovering about yourself. Uh, I'm at Lewis Howes everywhere, School of Greatness podcast on audio and YouTube. And uh, holler at me. 
man. Holla at, holla at him. Holla at him. Y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and we'll see you the next time. Peace out. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.